0: Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball needs, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at the Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans. And we're gonna keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. I feel like. So we are here. We're finally starting to get some real basketball uh, from the Houston Rockets while they're at training camp. Um, a lot of great things have been coming through. Um, you know, we were getting to see some of the things that they're going to run. Uh, you know, one of the things I noticed was that uh, they were using uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, different guys as ball handlers, uh, you know, in their scrimmage. Um, then on day two, you were able to see Al P and Jeff Green kind of play that five role operating from the top of the key, which kind of gives you some insight as to what you think they're going to do in this season. Right. Um, I think for Alperin, big year coming up, big year coming up for him. The Rockets are going to heavily rely on him for multiple reasons. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit um, because I feel like the conversation, especially on day two, was really focused on him. Right. Focus on him because obviously he was out part of day one. So able to come in today we'll get some more reps with the team. Um, a lot of the questions from the media um, uh, during that time uh, was 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 focused around him. And rightfully so, because he's an important part of, of this team uh, going into this year. So I'm going to play some of the clips from um, Coach Udoka's interview. And I think he dropped a lot of gems uh, from this interview. A lot of gems. I'm going to play some of the clips and I'm going to chop it up with y'all about it.
1: You mentioned yesterday uh, the different things how can do offensively, but how do you determine what you want? Is it experiment, see what fits with guys, see how he does well? Or are there things you already have in mind that you want to fold in? Yeah, playing against him and, and watching him in the past, you know some of the things he does already. Um, but we want, to want him to be well-rounded like the rest of the group and use all his attributes. And so, he's a scorer, passer, great offensive rebounder, can initiate offense inside outside, so you just try to take take what he does really well already, and kind of incorporate that into the group and help him elevate in other areas. And that's okay. things you already knew. Do you have to find out how it it meshes with the others only by you know trial and error? Yeah, a little bit of that. But you've got you have a great idea already of what he does, and so some things going into this, we had an idea of how we could use them. Um, like I said, we've been in the gym some, seeing what he does naturally well. And like I mentioned yesterday, it's adding to those things as well. So we have a pretty good idea and we see what's working
0: already. So one thing I've noticed about Coach Adoka is that he's heavily focused on players' weaknesses, which is a good thing, right? You know, um, a lot of people that are uh, perfectionists and people that like to, like, elevate themselves in different aspects of life what do you do to do that is you focus on your weaknesses and make them strengths. And I think he literally said that. And when, um, uh, you know, the questions about Al P for, uh, what he does well, obviously we know Al P is a talented pastor. He's a savant. We've seen what he did, um, in Turkey this summer. We've seen what he's done over the past two years. Um, and we know what we have as far as when it comes to that that aspect of the ball and, and him being a scorer and a passer. Um, but for Coach, uh, his focus for all the players, including Jalen, he said the same thing about Jalen, is going to be the balance of being, uh, and the term he uses is well-rounded players, right? Trying to have well-rounded players because those are the type of players that help you win games. You guys have heard my philosophy, and this applies to Alp, applies to um, to anybody, to Jalen. But this was really uh, when I was speaking about Jalen: is that being a scorer? If you're if you're a, a scoring player, just that's all you do. You're a gifted scorer. In the context of a team that's trying to win a championship or make it to the playoffs. It's one of the less meaningful talents to have without an additional talent with it. So let me clear, because I know some people get confused when I say that. What I mean by that, if your sole and singular skill is scoring, um, you're going to be a great six man. Right. You're going to be a great six man. But if you're a starter in the NBA, you got to do two things really well. You got to do two things really well. Either you're going to score and pass you're going to score and defend or you're going to score and do something else like rebound or do something else like that. Now for Alperin, he is a scorer and a passer. And this, to me, this is where for a team, especially at the center position that is trying to make a push to the playoffs, he has to be somewhere um, as a a decent to medium to just a neutral defender. And I think you know, Coach Adoka is going to speak about what he thinks about that going forward. But for Alperin that is really what he has to do to validate those other skill sets. Um, and and you know, he'll talk about what you know what he views that needs to look like. But for me, um, he has the tools. He has the tools. And Coach Adoka is going to talk about that right now.
1: Alpern said the other day that he sought to get a lot stronger in his legs, especially in hips, to defend him. Yeah. Are you seeing any of that? Is it too soon to know? Or is he doing defensively, and how much is that because of physical improvements? Yeah, I'm, I can't tell you if it's a physical thing or just a mentality shift. Like I, th- I said yesterday, we're challenging guys to do more than they've done in the past and improve in certain areas, and so he's taking that to heart. You know, you got guys holding them accountable on the court as well, so he's going to constantly hear from the coaching staff and players, and w- whether it's a physical thing or just mentally challenging himself to get after it, he knows he has to improve in that area, just as a bunch of our guys do. It sounds like that, as much as anything, determines
0: his success this year. Not Because we know what he can do offensively. Minutes might have to be determined on the other end.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say minutes specifically, but improvement overall and, and how what really benefits the team. And I said this about Jalen and other guys. We want them to be, be able to play on both ends of the court. And some guys do certain things very well. And Alfie is a great offensive player, but... If you're that smart and have, you know, that high of an IQ, you have to be able to figure it out on the defensive end. So I've seen much lesser athletes and players do well on defense. So it's it's more IQ and being cerebral about that end.
0: I mean, he was dropping bars. Coach was dropping bars right there. I've seen guys that are lesser athletes be good defenders. And that's really what it comes down to. And I I agree with him wholeheartedly. It's a mentality shift for all our players, not just for Alper Shangoon, because... Um, to me, if you have the IQ to be a, a highly skilled offensive player, you should be able to figure out defense. You should be able to figure out defense because defense is a lot of anticipation, being in the right spot, knowing what the guy that you're playing against wants to do. And I think Alper Shangun has enough sense on we know he can read the game. So for anything, it is going to come down to the mentality to be intentional about being a good defender. There is no physical limitation that he has yes he's undersized as far as he's not a seven footer but I mean being 6'10 and seven feet should make you like being an all-world defender to you know a terrible defender that's not really what the cause is there are all sorts of different players in this NBA that we watch that come in all shapes and sizes that are just dogs on defense you know uh, what are you talking about a guy like Marcus Saul? being able to stay on the court against Golden State during the NBA Finals tells you something about IQ at that level. You see a guy like Draymond Green guarding players of all size and shape at his height. He's only like 6'7", right? 6'7". He's not a huge guy. He's not the swollest, strongest guy in the NBA, but he's able to do his thing, be one of the greatest defenders in NBA history because of his IQ. You see a team like Denver with Nikola uh, Jokic win the NBA Championship while uh, shutting teams down in the fourth quarter of games because of IQ and and just knowing and understanding what the other team wants to do and executing a, a team game plan. So basically the question for Alperin is that can he as the center on the team within the context of a team be where he's supposed to be in the right spots, be able to help when he needs to help, drop when he needs to drop, come up when he needs to dro- uh, come up, read the personnel, do all the little things he needs to do to help the team win games and that's really what it comes down to he doesn't have to be just somebody that is uh you know just clamping down everybody can you be in the right spots those are the questions that we need to find out this season and i love how uh coach doesn't you know jonathan does try to ask about would that impact success or his minutes he dodges that by saying it's all about overall growth because that is really what what we're trying to see This year. And that comes from effort and IQ. And if you're like he said, if you're that smart, figure it out. And this goes for everybody. For Jalen. Hey, figure it out. Like you're this great athlete. You should be a good defender. Let's figure it out. You're going to get all the opportunities. You're being held accountable by your coaches. You're being held accountable by your by your teammates. You got these vets. Um, you know they're stripping things down making them very easy for the guys to learn and I'll talk about that in a second as far as like the the team Um, but for Alperin like can you figure that part out to me once he figures it out then you go into some of the stuff that he said because he did bring up the fact that they wanted him to shoot more threes the coaches are telling him that that is going to take him to another level when you have the three ball if he can become a good nba defender at his position a guy that can shoot 35% from 3 you you bring in all the other stuff he's already a naturally gifted uh, player at he's a, to me he's going to be one of the best centers top 5 centers in the league just from that but those are some big ifs and to me it's if 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 it doesn't happen it's not going to be because god didn't bless him with the ability to not do that i think it's going to be because of him and so but i trust his work ethic and i trust that a guy as talented as him and sees the game as well as he does going to figure it out. So he does have to figure it out. Um, one comment, uh, you know, one of the questions I did find interesting uh, from uh, the media to uh, Coach Udoka was the one about um, them switching. So so let's hear about that.
1: I know you mentioned kind of going back to the basics and kind of building things up from there. You mentioned kind of switching things one through five. Does that also apply to Alpi or have you given some thought about how you want to deploy him with certain defensive coverages? We've started we've done that with everybody to start and like i said we're kind of reverse engineering it where we're switching everything now knowing that won't be our coverage and you know all, all of the games but for us we want them to be extra aggressive defensively and part of that reason is the switch so when we kind of peel back they're still aggressive and up and impacting the ball and doing things like that so you're comfortable with me switching no i'm not saying i'm comfortable with it but we're all doing it and it's only benefiting everybody because the majority of our guards and wings are gonna do that. So when we get into schematics and different coverages, Al will be able to do both.
0: So I want you guys to think about the bar because he was just spitting bars right there. That is a master teacher explaining the rationale for what he's doing to you all. If it flew over your head, the question about why they switch and does he feel comfortable with Al P switching? And his response is perfect. And it makes sense, and it's logical, and it, 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 everything just flows, and it, it, it's, it's something that I can think about. And well, yeah, that that's that is perfectly sensible to do that, because the question about whether Alp uh, can switch, whether you think, oh man, he's gonna get—it doesn't matter. Whether Alp is gonna get beat on a switch, that doesn't matter. Listen to the rationale, because he's trying to build a foundational skill set, which is for every player on our team to be comfortable being able to go from one defender to another and stay in front of them, even if it's just momentarily not entirely. Like you have to stay with them for the whole possession, but especially for big men and this did play the Boston Celtics in the finals. It's hard for a big man to be able to switch out and stay on the perimeter. Their natural inclination is to drop back because we either, They've been taught to play the drop as as young players or they're just scared of the speed of the ball handler or the shooter or whatever, whoever the person is, that they feel more comfortable sitting back and allowing the person to come at them on, on on a, you know, with more space in front of them. When you make players switch, what it does is and when he means by when we start using other schematics and peeling back stuff and doing other things at base, you want your big men to be able to be comfortable showing hard on the perimeter uh, to, to ball handlers. And the way you do that is to get them to switch. Once you start peeling back and changing schematics to address individual game plans, like, Oh, I don't know, a Dame Lillard that is going to come off the screen shooting from 30. What you want is to be able to say, Hey, i in this game. We're going to hard show on Dame until that that gu- the, the player guarding him comes around the screen that your guy set to get back in front of him so he doesn't shoot and if it gets too bad we're going to trap him or something like that right so what that means is that once uh, Dame gets a screen set let's say Brooke Lopez sets a screen for him Al is going to be comfortable enough to be able to walk up and put at least get a hand up he might get beat Dame might still shoot over him but at least get a hand up be there be comfortable get his feet set be ready to shuffle his feet when dame comes around that screen that comes from being comfortable switching because technically that's a form of a switch even though if it's a hard show or whatever the uh well you know the retreat is delayed right you've heard a show and retreat where you show on a player retreat back to your assignment where the retreat is delayed if you're not used to switching out on these nba players it's Guys are going to split double teams. They're going to split traps. They're going to split, uh, hard show is everything is going to look ugly like it did for the past two years. So I love that they're going to get him. Everybody else is going to do it, but specifically him. He needs to learn and be comfortable switching out. Then you can get fancy with it. You can throw different coverages where you're playing a deep drop. You're playing an aggressive drop. You're playing, uh, you're going to trap the player. So you can mix up different coverages and feel comfortable leaving Alperin on the court. In key situations, in games, in key situations, late in games where you have, you need his offensive playmaking, you need his screening, you need the synergy he's developed with Jalen Green and what he's going to have with Fred Van Bleen and some of the other guys, you want him to stay on the floor. That's why you put the effort into building him from the ground up so he can be successful. Wow, what a novel idea trying to make your players successful by putting them in position to be so. So that is to me, like, once again, I think Emo Duk is a master teacher, you know, watching the, you know, some of the tape from, from, uh, from the, the practices I got to see, um, you know, you get to see just how fundamentally raw our players are in some of the skills that they have, uh, and just how much they need to learn. And even some of his comments about him stripping back and and, and learning to teach the basics. Fred Van VanVleet alluded to it in some of his comments as well. Teaching the basics of basketball, um, just teaching the fun, uh, you know, fundamental skills that they need to learn in order to be NBA players. It does kind of make you, um, it does humble you to to look, like, you know, how bad that we were and the situation they were in and how far we have to go. Um, but I agree with Rafael Stone and I, I heard Coach Adoka say this. Where the Rockets are trying to go, it's only going to come from the players that we've drafted. I think Fred is going to help us. I think D- Dylan's going to help us. I think Jeff Green, all these vets that we brought in, they're going to help us. Um, but to me, the what they're investing in right now with these players and all the things that Coach Doug is intentionally doing, which is taking it step by step, like he said, he's not skipping any steps. They're investing in the future, and the future sometimes in the in the current time isn't isn't sexy, right? Like when you're starting a your new workout routine, the 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 you know it's not it's not easy to not see the results right now, right? You're just hurting yourself. But what you have to keep in mind is the end goal. And I, I think it's kind of appropriate that the, you know when Fred VanVleet gave the team a gift, um, and, and in the video the Rockets dropped uh, about him giving them a gift, the title of his book is Chop Wood and Carry Water. And when he spoke about it, he spoke about the process of work the work the grind the process of becoming great and falling in love with that aspect of it not always the where where the end result is and i think for the rockets this is their process is beginning and not the sixers process where they were tanking mercilessly but the process of just Stacking up those those bricks that you're trying to build towards that 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 house, that foundation that's going to set up this team to be a contender in the future and it started in training camp with learning the fundamentals of switching, learning communication, running conditioning, doing all the little things that they need to do, uh, getting to know each other on the court. Um, just building that rapport and just getting to know their coaches. I think this is going to take some time, guys. Um, I think it's going to take some time. I'm, I'm going to give them a lot of grace this year because I honestly trust the process. Now, this is the opposite process of the Sixers, like I said. But I trust this process because as somebody that teaches people um, in my, you know, my real job outside of here, you have to take it slow and you have to be patient. Because those investments you make at the first interactions, as time goes on, where you're teaching somebody, it pays up in the end. If you try to skip, uh, skip to the end, you're not going to they're not going to retain anything. So loving what I'm seeing from training camp, um, I think so far so good. Um, and I think that the culture shift that's happening with the Rockets right now is real. Uh, it's It's palpable. You could see it happening with everything they do, like the, the way they had uh, referees at the practice, the way uh, they're conditioning, the different things he's making them do, the way they're talking. Everything is just feels different this year. Um, but that's my takeaway from the first two days. Um, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the preseason as it approaches and the regular season. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Um, maybe in the future, in a future video, I'll talk about some of the other players. Um, but I just wanted to really pick at what I got from Coach Udoka and his comments on Alper Shangun and some of the other players on the team. Y'all let me know what y'all think in the comments. So comment below. What was your favorite takeaway from training camp? Let me know. And of course, if you're listening to this video at this point, uh, remember to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're new to the channel, and keep rocking with the Chop Shop, and we're going to keep dropping that fire. See what I got, man.
1: Oh, For the journey ahead, one step at a time. Ooh. We got the Terraga. Go. Fred got good in IL. What? Oh, this is this is kind of clutch. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, some smart. Goggles. We double smart. Double smart. Double guys for double smart. That's sick. That bougie. Shop wood, carry water. Great book. Hey man, I needed some of these. I forgot my headphones for the trip. Ooh, nice. I'm gonna throw these on right now. Appreciate you, Fred. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, Fred. Shout out to Fred, man. Appreciate the gifts. Crocs? Oh.